1: You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everybody? We are getting set for the final 36 games of the season. We've seen a lot of Sharks hockey up to this point, and I still don't feel like we have the true picture of the team because there have been so many times where the full team hasn't been out there, and that's going to start off tonight. You're not going to have Eric Carlson It's still going to be a while before you get Kevin LeBanc back. We don't know how long Knishoff is going to be back. There's still a lot of questions about the San Jose Sharks. We don't have the full squad at our availability. It's been that way since almost day one of the season, and it's going to continue that way. And I think it's interesting to see where things are with the San Jose Sharks. We got a lot of that from Acting General Manager and Assistant General Manager Joe Will when he spoke to the media in the last couple days. I wanted to make sure that everybody could hear what he had to say, uh, what's up with Doug Wilson, what's going on with Tomas Hurdle and contract talks, things of that nature. Because I thought he had a lot of really interesting things to say and I wanted to bring it all to you here today and not give so much of my opinion about it, but just so you could hear it from Joe's mouth himself. So let's start out with what he had to share on where things are with Doug Wilson, who is still on medical leave.
0: Okay. Well, Doug's, uh, uh, Doug's doing fine. He's taking care of his medical things at home. Uh, You know, he's on medical leave. We're going to, we're going to keep that. That's that's, you know, there's some privacy concerns with that. So I'm not going to elaborate on anything uh, as far as that goes, uh, it's kind of status quo in that way. Um, you know, I texted with them yesterday. Um, I'm going to talk to them today. So, you know, we talk about the team and we talk about various things. Uh, however, you know, here we, we kind of go on, uh, and collaborate like we always have. I, I, you know, I'm talk daily with Tim Burke, with, uh, Doug Jr., with, uh, Uh, Bob Bugner and uh, as we, as we would uh, uh, normally. So that's, that's where we're at.
1: Now, as you could hear, Joe was not going to give a much detail on what's been going on with Doug. And I know just as much as everyone else does, but, There is clearly an emphasis on Doug's health, and I think that's totally well warranted. And I don't know that many of us deserve any more insight as to what is going on. So I think we'll just have to leave it at that. Uh, But Joe did offer that there is currently no timeline on when we might see Doug uh, back in his acting role as general manager of the San Jose Sharks.
0: Yeah, there's no timeline. Uh, You know, it's it's, again, medical leave, and he will... uh, uh, you know, when, when he's ready and, and, uh, with him and probably consultation with his family and medical people, they'll, uh, uh, decide the timeline.
1: 46 games in 36 games to go. What does Joe see with the San Jose sharks up to this point?
0: You know, what we're looking for this year is, uh, is to get back to an upward trajectory, uh, to basically we, we said, You know, this year, what we need to establish are some some basics for uh, that start in the locker room with uh, competing and accountability. And I believe that's uh, that's really came through. And that's that's actually how this team, you know, staying in games and, 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 and winning games is, you know, by by playing hard, playing for each other. Uh, sticking to a plan uh, that's that's kind of a team game that that is a strong defense, some penalty killing, some goaltending, uh, you know, blocking shots, uh, all those type of, of things. And when we kind of stick to that, we do well. And uh, you know, that's something we wanted to uh, you know reestablish, uh, which is is just our, our competitive nature and and that type of formula for winning hockey games uh, uh, the hard way. The other part is we know that we're, we're going to have to, you know, integrate in, uh, you know, the, the players that we've drafted over the past few years, um, you know, and, and, and use our development system for, for many reasons to replenish. And, uh, and we feel that that's went in the right direction too, uh, you know, for a couple reasons, uh, the, the players that are, are ready now have been integrated into the lineup. Uh, you know, we've, we've led the NHL and the, uh, most rookies uh, playing this year in our lineup and, and the most rookie games in our lineup. And on the other hand too, is the, uh, you know, our prospects, our prospect pool by a lot of, you know, independent uh, uh, sources and, uh, out there uh, has has taken a rise. I've seen, I think I saw uh, somebody had it, had us at, uh, from like 22 to 14. Another one was up around 12. And so that there's been a rise in that prospect pool uh, development. Uh, So I I look at all of those as as kind of an upward trajectory.
1: I think the most important thing to take away out of what he referenced and all that, because it was talking about prospects, it was talking about the team up to this point, it was talking about, you know, just trying to get things going in the right direction was that emphasis on an upward trajectory. Because I think they probably view last year as the low point. And not that last year was some terrible season, but it was not the San Jose Sharks as we have wanted to see the San Jose Sharks. And even this year, even though they are, you know, middling and around 500, they are still part of the hunt and they are a much better and much more engaging team to watch. Not that they were particularly unengaging last year, but it was a frustrating watch last year. You would see the Sharks take a lead and collapse. You would see the Sharks look good for one period and then just absolutely collapse in a second period. And it was it was a lot of that. And there was the situation with the goalies and it just it wasn't a good year in the slightest. And when you watch the Sharks this year, you do see that upward trajectory compared to where they u- were a year ago. And that's what you want to see continuing. You don't want to see a regression and you want to see the team finish up strong over the final 36 games. And of course that also comes into the overall question of is Bob Bugner and his staff, are they all being evaluated for the future over the final two and a half months of this season?
0: You know what? I'm, I'm really pleased with what they've done this year because what they've instilled is, uh, is a pathway to win uh, through, I think accountability. Uh, He holds players very accountable and, and you can see, you can see it in the players going out on this last road trip, and and you know their willingness to block shots, their willingness to come back in the zone and defend, their willingness to play a hard PK, uh, and 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 uh, and and protect the goaltender, and things like that. Those are things that uh, th- those are buy-ins. And you don't have buy-ins unless the team cares about each other, and unless they, they you know, they respect and, and listen to what the coaches uh, put out there. So I'm, I'm very pleased with what they've done this year.
1: So that's kind of the thirty thousand foot view on everything right now with the, you know, the big picture of the San Jose Sharks. But there are more pertinent things at hand. One of those being the new contract for Tomas Hertl everybody's wondering where that is going to go. Everybody wonders that, you know, if Tomash Hurdle was to be traded, what could he bring in? I think we all realize that there are a lot of teams in the NHL that would probably offer up quite a bit for a Tomash Hurdle to add them to their roster as they go into this playoff run. And the sharks listen, we all know that anything could happen. I just don't think they're winning a Stanley cup this year. They're in a fight for a playoff spot. It's a good place to be. And I'll ride that train as long as it takes us. However, you have to be realistic at the same time. And obviously these questions about hurdle contract talks, all of these were asked to will.
0: I talk, uh, I've talked numerous times with uh, Craig Oster, uh, uh, uh agent. And uh, you know, we we've, we've talked about a lot of things and you know, the, the one, the one thing we have in common is, is that uh, uh, you know, Tomash loves being a shark and, and we love having Tomash here. And uh So now it's, it's finding the way to, to have that happen, uh, you know, through negotiation and, and talking about uh, 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 a next contract for him uh, in which we have done. And, you know, much like many other teams in the league um, it it's, you know, he, he's a player that, that, that we want as part of our our team and uh, and we're going to, do everything we can to try and make that happen. Uh, it just is, is challenging always in an environment to where there's a flat uh, salary cap. And that just makes it, uh, you know, a, a little bit more complex in, in how you get to the end result. And, uh, but right now is, is we're engaged. Uh, I think we have, uh, you know, uh, Tomash is a, uh, uh, you know, big part of our team and uh, you know, we'd like to keep him.
1: Next question on this topic. Has the team offered hurdle a contract?
0: We're, we're kind of in the parameters of, 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 discussing things. So it's, it's, I'm going to keep that negotiation uh, just kind of between uh, uh, Craig and Tomas and myself. So I'm not going to get into the details of, of, of specifics just to say that, that, you know, we're in a position that, that uh, we want him back. We've talked and, and, uh, and we're going to, uh, you know, narrow that into, you uh, uh, you know, more specific negotiations, but uh that's where we're at.
1: Does he think Hurdle wants to stay?
0: Yes. Uh I mean, I I certainly believe so. He's he's always loved it here and and uh uh you know big part of our leadership and 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 big producer here. And uh so you know I, I believe the feeling is mutual.
1: And Will was asked that if the team was unable to re-sign Hurdle, would that spell some sort of a rebuild?
0: You know what? not not gonna go down that path until that that would occur. Uh, so right now it's, uh, uh, you know, our, our goal is to resign him
1: beyond the Tomash hurdle talks. Will was also asked about where the sharks are as they head towards the trade deadline. We, uh,
0: um, our, our internal clocks are off a little bit because it, it's, it's about a month later this year and we played, you know, to this point, only 46 games. We have 36 left and, uh, um, and we're in a, in a race that, that, that's pretty tight. And, uh, and and we've seen when we're playing well, you know, we can we can go on on little runs here and kind of stay stay in this thing. Right now, I see us as a team that's that's in a solid uh, playoff race that that. Uh, you know, our players, our staff, we're all excited about that. We 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 believe that we're we're in that. And uh and right now that's that's what we're doing uh day to day. And you know, you assess as it goes along what where are we sitting in two weeks, where are we sitting in three weeks? There there's about you know about five weeks until the deadline. And uh so it gives us some time to see uh what we're doing, you know, uh if we're if we hang around if we're in that uh, playoff spot or in that playoff race, then then we 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 build and we uh, uh, adjust accordingly. If 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 we're not, then we adjust accordingly, and uh, that that's where I see us right now is is uh i think teams a lot of teams out there and you know like as you said uh, referenced uh, uh joe in colorado yeah, they're they're probably at a different phase to where they they know that they're definite buyers uh in there because they're they're up top top of their division top of the league and and uh and there's a bunch of teams probably in the middle and and uh, the next 5 weeks are going to tell so we it's not unusual to, you know at this point in time what we do in in our meetings is is we go on parallel paths and we say okay if if we're, you know, if, if we're, if we're in this, when it gets to the time when most of the players are on the table and decisions are being made, um, uh, uh, this is, uh, what we'll do. And, and, and if we're in a different situation, this is what we'll do.
1: So essentially my takeaway was that we've got to see where the sharks are when they get to that point. And up to this point of the year, I would not personally want to give up much to make a playoff run because I just personally don't see it going that deeply. That said, I don't want to see them selling this team short and giving up on pieces that could be part of a better team next year because I do think that a more positive future for the San Jose Sharks is not that far off. And again, I'm I'm just speaking for myself here. But I I think that this could be back in a better place in very short order. And of course, that also, you know, you have to look at the development of certain players. And I think we have to start talking about William Eklund at this point because I've seen the way that Trevor Zegras has been able to quickly establish himself as a very, very important player to what the Ducks have been able to do this year. They've had a very rapid turnaround from where they were just one year ago. And I think that the Sharks can look at William Eklund and being, you know, potentially in the same vein of being one of those players that has the potential to really change things out there. So, you know, where do things stand with a William Eklund?
0: Well, with with Eklund, um, you know, we sent him back... uh, for for a number of reasons, and a lot of it was to to just what the history is of 18 and 19 year old players. And uh, as we saw this year, there's only one 18 year old player in the league in uh, I believe, cylinder in uh, in Columbus. Um, Everybody else, uh, you know, the last two sent back were uh, uh, McTavish and and Eklund and and you look at the history. There's there's usually very few 18 year olds that that stay in the league, and uh, a few more 19 year olds, but that's even, even kind of still limited because uh, it takes a, a physical toll on players, uh, and uh, and there's an adjustment period to get there. And in Williams' case, we felt. Uh, better to be back another season with this peer group. You know, he's playing in a men's league there. So it is, you know, against uh, uh, older players um, there. And we're following that through their playoffs and, and see where that goes. There's, there's possibilities maybe for some national team play uh, after, after their season there, and there's a, a lot of options. But uh, uh, right now is, is we, you know, this is, I would characterize this as a, as a slow play, a long-term play. To uh, uh, just let him uh, uh, develop, uh, you know, looking at the long term, uh, what's best for him in the long term, and uh, uh, we'll see where that goes. So it it he he could end up in different places, but I don't think the, the, there's a there's a, a big push to get him back here right away.
1: Nor do I think there should be a big rush to get him back here right away, because there would be an undue due amount of pressure upon him. Everybody would be looking at him as the quote unquote savior. I don't know where William Eklund is in terms of his development with where the Sharks want him. I don't know where he is in terms of his strength. I don't know where he is in terms of whatever the Sharks say that he needed to do because I can't see him all the time. And yeah, some highlights get posted from time to time, and we all know that he's got some sick skill. But it's not going to happen overnight, nor is he going to arrive in San Jose and be the changing factor that suddenly takes the Sharks from a middling team to the you know, Western Conference final or something like that. It's not going to happen if he shows up at the end of this year. It's probably not going to happen next year. I think a path to development that puts William Eklund and the best likely course of success is probably what the Sharks are going with here. They don't discuss these things with me, but I just have to look at these things pragmatically. And yes, you can point back to how young Patty Marlowe was when he started off with the Sharks. Well, he was a generational talent that we now know exactly what he was. We don't have the hindsight of being 25 years after William Eklund was drafted to discuss these things because that's what we're talking about with a Patrick Marlowe. We knew that Marlowe was an unbelievable skater and that gave him an immediate ability to play on the ice at the NHL level. But being able to play versus being able to continue to develop and turn into the player that you're capable of being Those are two entirely different discussions that I, frankly, am not qualified to really give the full answer to. All I can say is, right now, 25 years later, from 1997 to 2022, I have an idea of how that worked out for Patty Marlowe. I have no idea how that's going to work out for William Eklund. I don't think he should be rushed, but at the same time, I definitely don't think that there should be some sort of tentative nature with him because he showed that he had the ability to avoid the big hits showed that he had that slippery nature about him. He showed that he had the vision. He showed so much potential, but you don't want that potential to get squashed, which is also something I think that's going into what they want to do with Thomas Bordelot, who has a chance to turn pro with the Sharks after his collegiate season. This is what Joel had to say about that,
0: um, uh, how they're doing, you know, if we're, we're going to, to sign, re resign, um, you know, prospects and things like that with, with, uh, with Thomas, um, you know, he's, he's done very well uh, at, at Michigan and, and a player that we're, we're very high on. And uh, you know, we, we are talking about you know, what we're going to do with him and it's a two way street on what he wants to do. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, we've, we've seen them as, as much as any other prospect in the organization. I think between all of us, we've seen them at least a couple dozen times this year and, and live. And then, um, and then on video, probably every game he plays, uh, that team is an interesting team with all the, uh, the high end talent that they have as to what they do. I, I think, quite honestly is, is it's a, it's a huge discussion point and And, uh, uh I think he would be capable of, of coming out and going into pro and, and it'd be a, you know, uh, really a matter of whether he uh, he wants to or not.
1: So that will be an interesting one to watch. And again, I would not be looking at Bortolo as being the guy who came in and was the ultimate difference maker for what the Sharks have been able to do up to this point of the year and would make things, you know, suddenly be a, a contender in the West. I think the Sharks, are still very much looking at where things go over the next five weeks, and that puts us just like the front office. We're waiting to see what happens, and I think that that starts with the month of February. You have seven games, six of which are at home, and your one away game is against an Anaheim team that has definitely been ahead of expectations up to this point of the year, but I don't think that they are world beaters, and I think the Sharks can definitely have one of those statement and surprising games that they've been prone to have over the course of this year. They have gone on the road and beat good teams, and I think it's the perfect opportunity for the rivalry with the Ducks to heat back up because it's taken a back seat over the past few years. And then you've got other types of revenge games coming up in the month of February. You want to make up for that loss you had in Boston earlier in the year, and you've got Seattle at home again, which is a team that if you do want to make that push, then you've got to take care of them as well. But, Overall, Joe Will's statements about the upward trajectory of the San Jose Sharks is a sentiment that I agree with. It is on a rising trend compared to where they were a year ago and compared to where they were two years ago. And right now, we just get to see what happens next. That wraps it up for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off.